Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Well, we haven't hung out with each other nearly enough this weekend. <laughs> I was with Cassie on Friday night, Saturday night, and here we are again. We had our uh, Christmas party on Saturday night at uh, our show director Tommy's house, and it was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. It was too fun because I felt like crap yesterday. <laughs> Oh, what a mess I was. Something must have went down after we left to go put Jimmy to bed, so it must have been a, no. a long night for everybody. It was the bus ride on the way back got a little out of hand. Oh, That's okay. exactly what it was. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Renee says, Renee says she was encouraging people to pour drinks on the way out the door. <laughs> she was pouring mine for me as I was walking out. <laughs> she, Renee's encouraged everyone to make roadies, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, let's see some of the highlights from our party on Saturday night. I think we got to stop with Abby, who brought uh, her new man in studio this morning. That she was... <laughs> introduced to at the holiday party. Do explain. So I got set up at our holiday party. It is not the place that I thought I was going to find a new man, but Kevin and I, ever since we were introduced at the Secret Santa, um, we have been going strong ever since. So Kevin, get on over here real quick. Hang on. He's a little shy. Ooh, you wore him out this week. Yeah, he's, he's a little deflated. I, I don't know what Tommy and Kaylee did to him in the back room, but he hasn't been able to get it up ever since. So hey. <laughs> this is Kevin, everyone. Say hi, Kevin. Up, hi, Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> so Kevin is my inflatable boyfriend that Kaylee so kindly gifted to me during the Secret Santa. He comes decked out in Swifty attire, so he's not going to give me some misogynistic rant about how Taylor Swift is not uh, the pop star of our generation. But he is tall, has brown hair, and cool sunglasses, and shuts up. So he's really the dream man, <laughs> except when he wants to offer me free champagne. Yeah, and I don't know what you did to him at that party or over the weekend, but he is... Uh, he, he He's a flat Stanley he's, now. He's no longer Kevin. Yeah, yeah, he's a little bit of a physical version of how my soul felt yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking Kevin's feeling the same way. Come on, honey. Get yeah, up. He got banged up, go. man. Yeah. He's not <laughs> really feeling through. himself. But you know what? Maybe maybe my next year he'll be uh he'll be inflated. That's again. what happens to most people when they hang out with the majority of the birds. <laughs> <laughs> they just deflate themselves. But yeah, we've been going strong ever since, and now I can stop talking about dating on the air. So I'll find a new personality trait <laughs> one day this might have been the Burt Show Christmas party where I really 
finally felt my age. Like the youngsters, the virtual youth group went downstairs at some point or another to go play pool and drink. It was all loud and stuff down there. And my instinct, you know, because FOMO me always is like, oh, I hear they're loud. They're having fun. I'm going downstairs. So I went downstairs and I stepped on the la- the last step on the way down. And all I heard was a debate on who the better lesbian was <laughs> <laughs> and just decided to do a quick U-turn. Uh, come on upstairs. And then I think half of my time at this party was spent with Hazel, which is Cassie's daughter, <laughs> and <was>. coloring <laughs> with Jimmy, which is Kristen's son. You ended up spinning with the, the super youth group of the yes. show. <laughs> The next generation. A super youth group, and they are four years old and two years old. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming after our youth group already. Well, did we, now that you brought up the topic of conversation from downstairs, who's the superior lesbian? Well, that was our big debate is we didn't know what the criteria was. So we couldn't make, we couldn't make a judgment because we're like, we, how do we have a competition without, you know, a scoring sheet? Well, well, that's exactly what I was calling it, the scoring sheet. Because for me, uh, the better lesbian was somebody that's getting some. And both of our lesbians have been shut out, I think, this year. And <laughs> when I asked the question, Katie said, well, one of us, one of us is um, not doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is not. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that a little bit of a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Um, and we have to mention, too, that um, Cassie won because there's an... Best un- lesbian? Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there should have been more of a pause there. <laughs> My bad. Let me say, all right, shifting gears. <laughs> Off um, of lesbian lane. Yes. <laughs> so there's like an unspoken competition every single year at the Burt Show Christmas party to see who can give the best gift. And Cassie, hands down, won this year with her gift to Amber. It was beautiful. If you can't cause somebody to cry, at the Christmas party, you win! <laughs> well, I mean, the timing has to be just right yeah. also. Yeah. Uh, somebody's relative has had to have died mm-hmm. uh, for you really to be able to capitalize on the tears at our holiday party, and Cassie just hit the lottery. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that, my goal was not to capitalize on the death of a loved one. Uh, going into it. Wow, well, we are really uh, settling this Christmas party. Anyway. <laughs> you can make someone cry. That's the best. No, but tell everybody what you got, Amber, because I've had so many DMs of people who are going through the same thing and I think this would be a lovely gift. It's um, a little bracelet and it's a it's a very small one and there's a tiny like bead in the middle of it and within that bead is like a crystal and when you hold the crystal up to like your iPhone light or a regular light or outside and you like kind of squint look through it like you would a kaleidoscope it shows whatever picture you've chosen and I found a picture of Amber and her mom and had that hidden in there so from the outside it just looks like a bracelet but you know whenever you need to see your family I mean you can use it for whatever but whenever she needed to see her mom I wanted her to know that her mom is always with her and she can carry her with her in a small way and then she can peek and see her whenever she wants to winner winner Awesome. Chicken dinner. Amber lost it, man. And she's like, when I'm going to cry in front of people, I usually like get all reserved. I was really appreciative of like, she just let it yeah. go, man. It, it was a little odd that she was dressed like a beaver while she was doing it. <laughs> a Santa beaver. A Santa beaver at that. His name is Bucky. Yes. Okay. She was dressed as Bucky the Santa beaver. And she's just just sobbing in Cassie's arm. And I'm like, I love our staff. Christmas party. Tommy, are we allowed to um, talk yes, about Yes, uh, the- I was going to bring it up. Please. I'd like to thank Bert for my gift. <laughs> A few weeks back, I had a little trouble in the bathroom, 
had to remove my shoes. There were a lot of things going on in the stall. Tommy's on a, it, not Ozempic, but something Ozempic light. And when you get on those kind of medications, you Manjaro. don't. Manjaro. What is it? Manjaro. Manjaro. You don't, which is Spanish for don't drink almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> when you get on those medications, you don't know how they're going to interact with foods until. Oh, I know now. Until you, you have them. So Tommy came in one morning and drank some almond milk. Yeah, and, it was like a ooh. fire hydrant. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so I looked down, Bert was my secret Santa, and I looked down, the first thing I see is a big pack of toilet paper. But he got you the good stuff, the it, one that has ridges. Yeah, Codnell, <laughs> and he didn't cheap well, out. Well, if you're going to be in a bathroom one stall ply. that long, you're going to need double, triple, quadruple plies. So <laughs> I look down, I see it, and I go, oh, God, this is, I know where this is going. <laughs> then the second thing was a big thing of almond milk. <laughs> Which, that kind of went to waste. It was still a little cold, but I didn't, Renee didn't want to drink it, so we had to toss that. But then I felt down in there, and I could tell it was a frame, and I knew what was coming. (laughs) Because I had taken all my shoes in the stall, and Mo um, had taken a picture (laughs) while I'm in the bathroom. Not knowing it was you. That That was, by the way, what I was most pissed off about at the time. But it turned out to be the funniest thing ever because I have it framed in a very nice frame, I might add. (laughs) But but because I was given that for Christmas, I'm entitling that picture um, the Christmas without shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the the song's great. Now, mind you, as you're opening this gift, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at your wife, Renee, the entire time because... That that was that was a rough day for everybody, especially her. Yeah, so let me just give some some uh, context to this. Um, Tommy's wife is a, a legitimately an angel. She fell from the heavens. She's a pastor. I mean, she's everything that is good, right? So when all this was going on, this this circus was going on in the bathroom stall and we were talking about it on the show and mostly fascinated why anybody would take their shoes off in the stall. Renee was pulling up to the radio station to help Tommy and she's listening to us like have a whole bunch of jokes at his expense even though we never named him. But she was so angry that you were texting her, right Kristen? Uh, No, no, no. No, it wasn't you. uh, She was talking to Katie. Um, I popped in the bathroom to ask if they were okay and Tommy just says, we're good. <laughs> and I was like, you sure? And it was silence. And I'm like, oh, she's she's big bad. She's big bad. She's yeah. big. And Chrissy goes, you can trust me. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> so when you've you pissed Renee off, you have really done something. You've pissed the Lord off. You've pissed the Lord off. Mm-hmm. So when I brought the gag present to your house, I wasn't exactly sure if Renee was over the gag or not yet, nah, or if it, it was, was too yeah. deep a cut. Nah, it was hilarious. I'm putting that picture up in my house. <laughs> I should put it in the bathroom, and then every time somebody sees it, they'll go, what is that picture? You have to. <laughs> you should put it there. It's a perfect bathroom pick. Yeah, a lot of these, I've said this before. Before now recently <clears throat> is that it's so amazing to get the staff together now each and every year because you know from we have some that come some that go sometimes the faces change each and every year but just watching the families and watching uh the kids now when they come and see them sort of get involved in the party also and watch you guys, not only as coworkers and friends, but also as parents, it's just, it, it, I was just in heaven. Yeah. It, it, we were talking to um, our our uh, operations manager, Tracy, and talking about some 
Christmas parties from years past and Jimmy and Hazel were decorating gingerbread cookies and we were like, do you remember like 10 years ago when we had the party at our house and your girls were decorating mm. gingerbread like or sugar yeah. cookies and like now they're teenagers yep. and they were talking like Carl's kids were there mm-hmm. when Carl was a part of the show and it's just like, yeah, wow. to see the evolution is really, really cool. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful night. It was a great night. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Adele might be making the jump from singing to acting. The key word here is might because she got a little cryptic about a biopic that she says she really wants to do, but she says she can't and won't do it until a very specific scriptwriter is on board. So she told The Hollywood Reporter in a new cover story that she's thinking about it, but she will only make the jump to acting if there's a certain role available. She says, I get offered to do biopics of singers, and I think that's too obvious. And then she talked about how there's this specific movie that she wants to do. There is one movie I want to do, but the guy whose movie it would be, he's not really mentally ready to write the script for it. And she refused to name what this director would be. She says, I bug him every now and then about it, but he's just not there yet. But that's the only role I ever want because I think I'd nail it. I think I'd really, really, really be good at it. And so I did a Google search because I'm thinking, I'm like, who does Adele look like? I can't think of a celebrity or an actress that she would really resemble and play well. And it has been driving me crazy all weekend long. I I forget even what Adele looks like. (laughs) (laughs) And then, mm. She's changed a lot over the you years. You think it's Streisand? No, no, I don't think she could play Streisand. Yeah, oh, I don't no. know either. And that's what I was trying to think of as you were saying this. And I'm trying to think of like a a singer, but she said she doesn't want to do a singer. She'd rather do like an actress or somebody. Right? That's what I'm saying. So it's got to be some other celebrity that isn't known for singing. So I was doing Google searches of ac- older blonde actresses, but then I was like, well, maybe she could dye her hair. So who yeah. does she look like if she had like red hair or brown hair? And I literally cannot picture who she could play. It's got to be somebody with a British accent, too. I think it has to be somebody that's UK. Oh, that's true. I'm not familiar with her, but the streets say uh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. That she looks like Sarah Paulson. Is that, well, is that even somebody that you would do a movie about? That's interesting because I wouldn't think about, I mean, she does look like Sarah Paulson, but I don't know that I would make a movie about her. I wonder if it's a really old school actress like Ingrid Bergman or... You know, those old mm. ones are Catherine Hepburn. Because that yeah. would make, or Audrey Hepburn. Because it would make sense to watch a movie about someone iconic like that. But anyone who's currently alive, like they, like even if it's like Dame Judi Dench or Sarah, mm. I'm not going to watch that. But an old school black and mm-hmm. white Casablanca actress, yeah. well, people would be interested. That would make a lot more sense. But yeah, it's been driving me crazy all weekend. So we won't find out until that movie maybe gets made. All right, Glenn Powell is fueling rumors that something did go down between he and Sydney Sweeney while they were filming. So we talked about this earlier this year because people were freaking out when all these press photos of Glenn and Sydney while they were uh, came out while they were filming in Australia for this movie that's coming out called Anyone But You. And all the photos were so steamy and sexy. And then Glenn broke up with his lady. So then people were like, something must have gone on between him and Sydney Sweeney. Well, he definitely knows what he's doing because I was watching some interviews of him on his press tour promoting this film now that it's coming out. And he said... The wild part about being in a rom-com, all the ideas of love are swirling through your head while these big romantic moments are happening. And then he said, so sometimes it's harder to differentiate between real life 
and fake life, which I think is probably a planted line to obviously get the girlies going. Yeah. But the the fanfic lover in me is like, oh my God, something actually did go on between them. And to say our chemistry was so good in this movie that you have to watch it to see it for yourself. I could kind of understand that if these two characters are getting together and it is so hot and steamy, how in the real world you could misinterpret that as you and she or you and he being hot and steamy also. Yeah. That does make some sense to me. Oh, it happens all the time. I think it happens Mm -hmm. with like dancing with the stars all the time, right? When you're like dancing and you're so close and your parts start tingling. But I mean, that's the whole thing like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie during Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we were at the Christmas party over the weekend. We were in Tommy's big movie room and I specifically saw Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to see that film because I know that's the movie that literally broke Mm -hmm. up Brad and... um, uh, Jennifer yeah. Aniston and I'm like the, the chemistry has to be electric in there it's a good movie that is a good movie but something also that came out from this interview is um, Dermot Mulroney from My Best Friend's Wedding is actually playing one of the parents in this film and he gave him some really interesting advice when it comes to rom-coms he's like rom-coms mean so much to people but mainly because you as the lead represent love to people so when people watch these films they're gonna clock it as like you are a symbol for love in the same way that like Dermot Mulroney is for when people watch My Best Friend's Wedding. All right, Kevin Costner has reportedly already moved on after his divorce. Apparently he and Jewel are an item. TMZ reported that they flew to the Caribbean and spent almost a week together while filming, or not while filming, while attending a fundraiser. There's even some photos of uh, Jewel with Kevin Kevin's arms wrapped around her and she mentioned him on social media saying it was an incredible time one I used to relax, rest, and play with my son at Kevin Costern. Modern West was kind enough to mentor our kids this year. So, mm. new lady in his life. He's well, mentoring one of her body parts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jada Pinkett Smith is back on her Will Smith press tour. I'll tell you what she's revealing about their marriage this time on your next Ebos on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, dudes, do not make this mistake this year. Do not be this guy around Christmas. Which guy is this, Cass? This is the guy who forgets to make sure that his wife or partner's stocking is laid out so Santa can fill it. So around the holidays, especially if you're a mom, you're busy making sure that, you know, the Christmas tree is up and Christmas dinner is coming and that all the stockings are out by the fireplace so when Santa visits, they can all get filled up. Oh, no, you forgot some other things. She's also the one that's baking the cookies. She's also the one that's making sure everybody's family presents are taken care of. She's also the one that is scheduling the pictures with Santa Claus. The list goes on and on and on. It is an exhaustive list, and a lot of dads participate, too. I'm not trying to act like they don't. But case in point, this video was posted and has over 11 million views and 30,000 comments. Girls, you've got stuff filling your stockings. There's my stocking over there. It's your stocking. Golden got a stocking. The dog. I'm dead. Who's is this? That's an extra one. Is this an extra one? No, that's mine. <laughs> Why is it empty? I don't know. Santa didn't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, ouch. Uh huh. So Aubrey Jones posted this to her TikTok account, and it's her husband filming Christmas morning, and there are presents galore, and the kids are opening the stockings, and like Kristen mentioned, even the dog has a stocking, and Mom is sitting off to the side, just watching everyone with a quiet smile, and he's like, "Whose stocking is this? It's empty." <laughs> and you can hear one of the kids say, "It's an extra one." No, it was Mom's stocking, oh. and Dad forgot to put it out. Some of the comments are. All of us women felt that in our stomach. That hurt. The hurt she hide behind, hid behind that smile and the chuckle. Did he really ask her why it was empty? The fact that he laughed it off would have crushed me. This is actually so sad. The hurt behind that, I don't know, I guess Santa didn't come for me. He probably still didn't catch on. Even the dog had one filled. Shake my head. Poor mama. So dudes, it is your responsibility to make sure that your wife or partner's stocking is out so that Santa can fill it because he can't fill a stocking that he cannot see. And mom makes sure everyone else's stockings is out and sometimes she forgets about her own stocking. So it is your job to make sure it is out. Don't. There is no bigger hurt than being forgotten on Christmas Day. Don't be a dumbass is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really yes. Don't be a dumbass. That's it. Okay. Um, Mo. Yes, sir. Before we go on, I want to talk about the hiccup miracle. <laughs> All right, because, <laughs> because most people don't know this trick, okay? And I have been using it my entire life, and I know I remember exactly where I learned it, and it has never ever failed me. If you, I hate getting hiccups. Oh, I mean, I think I am probably more annoyed by hiccups than the the average person. I don't know what it is about them. You get disproportionately, like, annoyed. Angry. Ang- and they hurt me yes. also, right? So Mo was on our party bus on the way back from our holiday party. And we're all partying and we're singing. We're being stupid, right? And I noticed that Mo's not in on it. And that is unusual, especially because that Queen song came on, which we taught you years ago. Yep, it absolutely. was time to shine, bro. That was my moment. Yep. <laughs> and you were not into it. No, I've, I've always had an issue with hiccups. I don't know what it is. Like I get them, I feel like way more frequently than most. And like Bert said, they hurt, and it's it's always at a horrible time too. Like at the, the part of the night when everybody's having a good time, I'm always sitting there struggling with hiccups. And there's been times I've literally had hiccups for like hours. Like I I just can't get rid of it, and I don't know what to do. And everybody has always had some kind of trick. Like, no, you got to do this. You got to hold your nose. You got to not breathe. You got to just drink it all at one time. That's what I saw you doing from across the bus. Is that he is crushing. Um, waters. I mean, literally crushing them in his hand while he has his fingers and he is <laughs> plugging his nose, trying to get rid of these hiccups, and they're not going away. Bottle after bottle after bottle. <laughs> and I, I did not know what to do at this point. And then finally, Bert looks up, and then you tell me about this trick that you have learned. Yes. Which the, is go ahead to put a knife to your forehead and drink the water. Half the, half the glass. Half the glass. A, n- a knife? A knife. How yeah. are you placing the knife on your forehead? Well, I first I ask, is there anybody in here that has a pocket knife? And was it Messy Mikey that had one? Yeah. So. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing he just gutted a deer on the way to the party. Yeah. <laughs> so he throws me the pocket knife, and I give it to Mo, and Mo puts the blade on his head, but the flat part okay. of the blade, the blade, blade, blade away from me. on his forehead. So you're okay? not putting the pointy part on your forehead. That's you're just- what you're supposed supposed to do. It won't work if you don't put the sharp part on your forehead. Uh, so he puts the flat part and he drinks the water. It doesn't work. And it I'm like, work. dude, you did it wrong. Yep. So, so. He, he tell me to turn it around yep. and put the actual blade to my forehead 
on a moving bus. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad idea. It's bumpy Where's and everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing that, bro. There's no way I'm doing that. And then I hiccuped again. It was like, all right, we ain't got nothing to lose here. And I did it. I put the, I put the pointy part to my forehead. I was scared to death. And I drunk the water. Gone. Instantly. I mean, like, like that. Is Gone. It- is it because you're so fearful of a blade being uh, against your forehead that you are so hyper-focused on it? That's the and only thing I can think of. That is the on only the thing. It has, when I say to you, it has worked with, I'll, I'll say 99.9% of the time because I can't remember the one-tenth of a percent, but I don't ever remember anybody doing it and it not working. I, I've never heard of that trick. I've tried what I thought was everything. There's times I've even gone to sleep because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my hiccups and woke up with them. It's that bad. <laughs> and for some reason, he tells me this trick, and I did not think it was going to work, and it worked immediately. I was really shocked. This is something that my my half-brother taught me when I was like eight years old, and it worked. And it has never failed me since. <laughs> so if you want to try it the next time you have um, hiccups, you usually have a glass, and what you need to do is put... Like the steak knife, butter knife, nah, because I think you have to focus so much on it being sharp. It's like a steak knife, and you press it against the inside of the water, so that's where the handle of the knife is, but the blade has to be on your forehead, and then with your other hand, you drink the water while the blade is on your forehead, and I am telling you, half a glass in, the damn hiccups are gone. They were gone. I mean, instantly. Like, we all, my favorite part was how everybody paused <laughs> yeah. for a few seconds to see if I was going to hiccup again, and then, like, when we we all realized enough time had passed. Everybody erupted. Yeah! <laughs> 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 Let's party. I'm telling you, man, it's incredible. I should do a TikTok on it because I'm telling you, it you never, ever fails. If you want to know why it works, it's most likely because pain and stuff like that stimulates your vagus nerve, and that can stop your diaphragm from freezing up for the hiccups. Hey, okay. That could be it. I don't know. It might be something deeper, but... That's what I've pieced together. Okay. The Bird Show. All right, let's get uh, Aria back on. She was on with us on Friday, and she touched upon a subject that always strikes a nerve with me, and these are estrangements with parents when your mother or your father decide, like, hey, it's not a real good, convenient time for me to be a mom or a dad right now, so I'll catch you in a couple of decades. And then when they're ready, they come on back in your life, and you're supposed to be like, oh, hey. Hey, you're back. Thanks so much. <laughs> so that's what Aria was going through. Hey, Aria. Hi. I know I didn't. Yeah, explain, I called it. I didn't explain your situation very well, but for those that didn't hear it on Friday, what was the estrangement and where did it start and why? Oh, um, yeah. My my dad wanted to reconnect with me after 20 years. He left when I was eight. And um, I didn't really get to see him that much. It was just very sporadic. And my mom remarried, and so my mom and my stepdad raised me, and they're amazing parents. But, you know, I always felt like something was still missing, and I was very hurt, and I felt like I didn't have any closure. So now my dad wants to reconnect, and he wants me to meet uh, his wife and his other kids, and he wants me to spend Christmas with them. And I didn't really know what to do if because I usually spend Christmas with my mom and my stepdad, and I was worried that, sure. you know. 
Yeah, and so, um, I, I know that this doesn't solve anything for you, but I think that there is some comfort in numbers. And I think that this scenario plays out a lot during the holidays where mom and dad yeah. are starting to take a look at their life and now they're not feeling like it's complete. So then they reach out and for whatever reason, they feel like Jesus's birthday is that day. So um, <laughs> so that's the situation you were in. And I know you were in a lot of pain on Friday and you had to make a decision over the weekend. I did. So I did talk to my mom and stepdad about the situation, and I was hoping that maybe I could get my mom to understand and support me in visiting my dad for Christmas this year because I took into account what everyone was saying about all the advice about him not deserving to spend Christmas with me, but it's more about what I want, and I just really do want to, you know, have him in my life. And I think this Christmas is a good opportunity for that because I've missed out on so much. So I talked to my mom and my stepdad and my mom was immediately upset and angry that I was even considering it. But my stepdad, he was, he was quiet throughout the um, conversation. And, um, but later he texted me and he said that he understood why I want to see my dad and that he would try to talk to my mom about it. And actually, my mom did come around. She apologized for being so upset about that. And she says that I should spend Christmas with my dad's family. Wow. And, um, yeah. That's amazingly big of them. That really is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit. My dad bought me a plane ticket, so I'm Mm going to meet his new family. And I'm actually excited about it. Okay, so as a guy that's gone through this, I just want to brace you for a couple of things. Because I've gone through this a couple of different times, right? Um, Mm. it can get quite emotional. So just expect that. Right. Um, even Mm. when things really, really feel great, um, at some points in the corner of the night, when things calm down, if things are going great, you might have thoughts of like, dang, we should have been doing this for the last 15 years. Uh, don't try to think that way. And as a guy that's gone through it a couple of different times, I would say, you know what, live in the moment for the weekend and then process it when you get home. If you can, if, yeah. if you can do that. That makes sense. It's a good advice about waiting till you get home to process it. Because there's just so many things that are going on through your head and so many emotions. And you said you're bringing kids with you too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're taking care of them as well. And that's got, I mean, that's where your focus is going to be as well. And you're going to want to be in protective mode. It is going to be a really emotional weekend. I can assure you that. Maybe not in the time, but when you get home. That's when it'll probably hit you. Yeah, it's a good thing I journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's your mom and stepdad a real nice gift this year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you should definitely. Yeah, you should definitely get them a nice gift. Kudos to them because I'm sure it was a shock and it was tough. But I also remember it wasn't Christmas; it was Thanksgiving, the first time that I decided to go spend time with my father as opposed to my mom and stepdad, and it uh. It was tough, but it it was emotional, but it actually was way better than I anticipated. And I think a lot of that was because I kept my expectations low and I just kind of went in there and just let things unfold. And I think if you do that, you'll end up having just as good an experience. Okay. All right. Good luck. I'm keeping myself open. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly that. Keep that optimism and let's talk to you after the holidays. I really, really do hope it goes well for you. I hope so, too. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye. The Bird Show. It's not healthy, but you do it anyway. I mean, what good's going to come of it? You stalking your ex online. No, stalking your crush online. Oh, the crush. So okay. it's a it's a fact. 
the only drug stronger than quaaludes is having a crush. It totally makes your brain work differently. It makes life more colorful. It makes the days go by faster. I love having a crush. And the crush, again, just so I'm clear, there are different definitions for different you know, generations, a crush is somebody that you're just excited about, that you are dating? You could be dating. So, I mean, you can be attracted to just about anybody, but it doesn't mean that you have a crush on them. To me, a crush is a little bit deeper because you're excited about the possibility of getting with them. And so when you have a crush, your your mind just goes to a thousand different places of like what your future could be like and what your first date could be like if they haven't asked you out yet. And, and it's just... It's just so great. When you don't have a crush, life is so boring. Yeah, so when I hear crush, that is not somebody you're dating. It's somebody who you aspire to date. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. It's a goal you're setting, if you will. So I found this TikTok uh, from an account called at Kay Welsh, and she (laughs) perfectly described the creepy thing that everybody does when they have a crush. I know people joke about stalking their crush on Instagram or like accidentally liking a photo from years back, but I want to know the actual craziest you've ever done when stalking a crush because a couple of weeks ago, I caught myself on my crush's best friend's dead grandfather's obituary. That's psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird these wormholes you get in, and then before you know it, you're on your crush's best friend's grandfather's obituary. (laughs) Or you're looking up their parents' house on Zillow because you want to know where you're going to be spending Christmas. (laughs) Like The the weird things, especially that women will do, and I'll just speak from a female's perspective because I have definitely done this, is a little crazy. And the comment section is so funny like you could not have waterboarded all of this information out of me so some people admitted to watching their crush give a eulogy on a live stream of their parents funeral oh, wow. because they just what? wanted to see them out in the wild oh, that's now bad uh-huh somebody was like I will be watching their chemistry Prezi from seven years ago, which I have done before. <laughs> Someone said they found a weird secret account of his that had a song song linked to it and then posted that song on their Instagram story. So when their crush sees it, it's like, oh, we have so much in common. Wow. Someone said... <laughs> saw this cute amusement park worker so I searched up on YouTube vlogs of that amusement park and went through all of them to find him in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Someone admitted to reading their dad's PhD dissertation on mechanical engineering that was published before either of them were born. Someone said, I cannot say it publicly. Someone said, we worked together, but they kept me on the scheduling system after I quit. So I'd look every now and then to see his hours. (laughs) Someone said, went through all of his close friends' posts and highlights to see if he was in photos with girls. That's just research. You got to find out if he's single. And the last one, he said, I used to go into the locker room when my crush had their gym class just to stare at their backpack near their locker. (laughs) True love when you're looking at their Jansport. Let me take this one step even more dysfunctional. Do you guys have a celebrity, not even necessarily a crush, although I guess it could be, that... You follow so much that you're like, you know what? I bet if we ever met in real life, we could either be friends or something else. <sighs> um, not not from like a crush standpoint, no. No, I don't uh, think so. There's uh, no celebrity that you feel like you're so similar with that if you guys actually met, you'd be like, you know what? I bet we'd have drinks and we'd have we'd yeah. be friends. Oh no, there's people I think we would not. 
I don't think there's anybody I follow that I that would be like a pursue a crush. But yeah, no, there's people that I follow that I'm like, man, yeah, if they just gave me a chance and we hung out yeah. for a drink, they'd be like, they want to be my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel this way about Natalie Portman. Really? Uh, I, I think we'd be buds. And there'd be nothing sexual there. Mm-hmm. But you know what? She would ask me for a lift to the airport. My <laughs> wife, Renee, was just saying this. She was watching a video of Jennifer Garner going through the things in her purse. And she goes, I just know if I ever meet her, we are going to be best friends. I can totally see Jennifer Garner and Renee oh, being yeah. BFF. For sure. Yep. Uh-huh. You guys don't have a celebrity like this that w- you would be friendly with if they met you. Well, I would like to think me and Taylor Swift would be besties considering I know everything about her life. But I will say, if we ever do get Harry Styles up in the studio, mm. I don't I don't care if he likes me or not. I'm making it happen. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to go to extreme lengths to make this relationship come to fruition. Now, this doesn't have to be sexual, but mm. somebody, Mo, that, you know, it could be a dude, whatever, that's someone that you just are like, you know what, that guy's kind of like me. We'd be buds. Uh, oddly enough, I, I, for some reason, I've always felt like if I ever like hung out with 50 Cent, we'd have a really good time. <laughs> Really? I don't know why. Just the way he thinks and the way he thinks out the box, I can see that. Um, back in the day on Twitter, this is before it was X, um, I <laughs> tweeted at Michelle Beadle and I said, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm going to Target and I would just really like Michelle Beadle to go on Target runs with me. Who is that? So she's a um, sports reporter and host. Oh, um, oh, yeah. I knew her name sounded familiar. She's so freaking funny and she actually responded. She did? Yes, she did. And I was like, see, I told you we would be friends. What'd she, what'd she say though? She said no? No, she didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, we've got a Burt Show listener that would really like to solicit for Mo's superpower. Mo, what is your superpower? All right, so yeah, I've been uh, writing rhymes for the majority of my life. So I'm a songwriter. Um, I make a lot of rap music, and I also produce beats. And so for the past few months, I have been uh, getting emails from different listeners, kind of showcasing whatever it is that is going on in their life that they want me to make a rap song about. And I have come up with different songs for different themes and different situations uh, for the past few weeks. Here is Shelly, who wanted to get Moe's help and use his superpower for her daughter. Hey, Shelly. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Okay, tell us about this great daughter you have. Um, so my my daughter, Morgan, she is um, she is off at Paris Island mm-hmm. pursuing her goal to become a Marine. Oh, wow. Um, she graduated high school 2022. High school is a little bit of a struggle. There was some bullying, things like that, but we overcame that. And um, she was unsure of what direction she wanted to go, college or working, things like that. And last December, she came to me and said, I want to go to the military. I want to be a Marine. I called a recruiting office. I made an appointment. So we went to the appointment. She filled out the application, went through all the, the evaluations, enlisted, and shipped off to boot camp in September. And she's been there for almost 12 weeks pursuing her goal just busting her butt trying to become a marine and and serve her country and i'm just so proud of her and she's a a big fan of the show we listen together um when she was home i've been listening for i don't know as long as you've been on so we're big fans and we thought maybe mo would be able to write a rap for her and I'm so shocked when Tommy called me. I, I think I was beside myself. I didn't even know how to, like, react. <laughs> now, when she told you she wanted to enlist, did a piece of your mama heart want to, like, 
try to convince her not to? Or were you like fully embracing it from the get go? Well, I was shocked. She yeah. chose the toughest brand. I know. Um, but I was a hundred percent behind her because it, it's her life. It's her choice. And I want to support her in whatever direction she wants to go in. Good for you, mom. Um, I was thinking that at the 10 year reunion, when your daughter comes back, the confidence she's going to have to face her bullies after she has been a Marine for a decade. Going, oh, yeah, I think I remember you. Can we chat? That's yeah. awesome. All right, Mo, you want to take it from here? Absolutely. So, yes, I could uh, literally feel your pride coming off of the page as I was reading your description of your daughter and just how happy you were for what she was doing. And so when I saw it, I was like, this would be perfect. This would be something great and easy to rap about because you, you made it easy. So... Here's what I came up with. Here is my rhyme to celebrate your daughter's journey. Check. Look. Congratulations on your pending graduation. Made it through the journey to land on what you've been chasing. Heard you've been through a lot in your life, though it's been short. Overcoming bullying, all the things that you fought. Stayed upon the mission and never thought to abort. Testament to your strength and things that your mother taught. Needed a bit of guidance to help you with your direction. Decided on Marines and knew it would be protection. Worked hard for eight months after being a recruit. Preparing for boot camp. Had to tighten up your boots. It was time to get in shape. So you took it to the gym. Congrats on all that work that got you out here looking slim. Know the journey has been tough, but you're riding like no other. Making your family proud and inspiration to your mother. So just keep going strong as you focus on the prize. Keep your boots on the ground as you're reaching for the skies. Always know why you're fighting. That's something to remember as we're praying that you will get graduate in December. Being brave through the challenges with your head high. Fiercely protecting our freedom beneath the sky. Shout out to your team as you grind side by side. Facing the unknown with unwavering pride. The Burt Show commends you for you reaching for your dreams. And never giving up as hard as it really seems. You're going to learn about life and surely being a team as you become one of the few. The proud, a Marine. Congrats. That's beautiful. That's really wow. Nice. That's really nice. What do you think, so Shelly? That was awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're I, welcome. I did. I did leave one thing out. Tommy asked me to say this. I did get the call yesterday that she is a Marine and she will graduate next week. Hey! hey! That's a huge deal, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like when you see a Marine, I mean, you sort of understand what they have gone through. But when they have that Eagle Globe and anchor on, that stands for a lot of hard work and determination and discipline right there. So congratulations, Shelly. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to play this for her next week. Now Tommy's, uh, now Mo has to do the remix because now we know she's already working. <laughs> <laughs> Part two coming soon. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It was the slap heard around the world, and now it's the almost divorce heard around every entertainment news outlet. Because Jada Pinkett <laughs> Smith is at it again and says the slap that Will Smith gave Chris Rock at the Oscars saved her marriage. 
So now people are wondering, why is Will hanging out with another woman that looks almost exactly like Jada? So Jada Pinkett Smith did an interview with You Magazine where she says she calls that slap that happened on the Oscar stage the holy slap because, quote, so many positive things came after it. No, no, no. Jesus our Lord and Savior wants nothing to do with that. Yeah. Absolutely not. Jesus is like, leave me out of this one. <laughs> Ain't nothing holy about it. She said, that moment of the crap hitting the fan is when you see where you really are. After all those years of trying to figure out if I would leave Will's side, it took that slap for me to see I will never leave him. Who knows where our relationship would be if that hadn't happened. So that comes out and around the same time photos of Will Smith bopping around with a new lady at Miami's Art Basel came out and she looks scarily exactly like Jada Pinkett Smith. Dude's got a type. Huh. And so are they they were just seen together. Are they, these like any of these photos inferring that there is something romantic? So outlets are saying that they kept some space between them, but they did leave the event in the same limousine, according to sources. Do you think this was his strategy and he was sure this one was going to work? Like, if I slap Chris Rock <laughs> on TV, for sure, Jada will leave me. You know, And here she is going, nope, made me love him more. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, what do I got to do? <laughs> I, I don't feel like if I was Will and I was in the, his position, I would take that as a compliment. That it took for me to, <laughs> to, to be violent with somebody for you to finally love me. So I've been doing my breakup podcast long enough that I do have some theories about the way, way men break up with their partners as opposed to women. And to me, I've always noticed, and just because most of my sto breakup stories are horrible things happening that lead to breakup, it always seems like men will implode the relationship rather than just have a conversation. Absolutely. I did this so many times when I was younger because I was too much of a coward just to have a face-to-face. -face. So you do things that you know that eventually she's going to break up with you so you're not the quote-unquote bad guy. It's so cowardly, though. It's awful, and it's something that I've noticed, and if it, if uh, Will's doing it, I'm not surprised. I've, I've never seen it work. I've tried it a couple times myself, <laughs> and she always ends up liking me more. <laughs> Every time. Ooh, a bad boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so note to all the guys out there, learn communication skills. Yeah. To talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's your breaking Tavis news now on The Burt Show. Tony Romo called Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife. Is <laughs> Do you like the way that sounds, Abby? I love the way it sounded. So I was, you know, just tuning into the Kansas City Chiefs game as a Swifty does. <laughs> and to my surprise, Tony Romo came out of left field and called her his wife. That's amazing. This is intercepted by most people, as you see Kelsey's wife, Taylor Swift, in the audience. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Tony Man. Romo is all of us. Man, still out here fumbling, not even on the field. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your former quarterback. That's, that's, that's my dude. Oh, that is close to home. Um, you know what? This whole, I think, I really like their relationship together. I really do. Somehow I've got swept up in the whole thing, and I really want it to work out. Except... I'm at my saturation point with watching her on NFL games. Oh, my enough, God. Enough. Enough. <laughs> I mean, every, the NFL. It's not, that's not her fault. I know. It's every single time the man touches the ball or he makes a block or he does anything. He really did have an amazing play this weekend. Yeah, it was did. actually called back because of a, a penalty. Um, but every single time the dude touches the ball, they will pan onto her in some suite. It's enough. 
We get it. You have to you have to file a complaint <laughs> with the NFL because the NFL know what is buttering their bread right now. It, it's the Swifties. I, look, I don't mind this format, honestly, that anytime any player does well in the NFL, you flash onto their significant other in the crowd because most of the wives and girlfriends are hot. So let's, <laughs> wow. do, let's do it with all of them. <laughs> Why just Taylor? Yeah. It's only annoying to me when they do it right after the team scores and then they don't show the players celebration. Like the guy who oh. actually did the scoring. Like, okay. They skip his but, celebration yeah. to show her. And come on. That's a good point. Now, I don't think we've talked about it at length, but the Time Magazine article, I'm sure you read that cover to cover. What did you think? Oh my God, I loved every second of it. Now, I mean, I could go on a whole deep dive, which we literally just don't have time for, but I think the most interesting part of the article is everything that she doesn't say, but you really have to like read in between the lines to know like the messages that she's um, feeding the Swifties. Can we please dissect that? Yeah, we can decide just la, 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 dissect that coming up next on Entertainment Buzz on the Burt Show. Well said, girl. <laughs> words, words are wording today. The Burt Show. Imagine the scenario that all the employees in the office have a really strong feeling and are convinced that the boss is the one that is stealing from them. What do you do about it? Do you hold on to it? I mean, it's not... It's not game-changing money, and you're not really taking money out of the employees' pockets per se, but especially because it was for a charity. No, it was for a fellow employee. That's right. So they were, like, going to, like, share some love to one of their administrators, so they all collected money for her um, to really shower her with their appreciation, and it should have came to about $1,000. But when the boss gave her the gift, which she was overjoyed about, right? Like they said she was tears. They were all sitting there doing calculations in their head. And they're like, yeah, no, this is about $400 shy of what this actually should be. And so they were trying to figure out, like, how do we confront the boss with, like, there's, like, $400 missing here from this gift that was supposed to, like, we all collected to go to her. So Rebecca is back here now um, with an update on exactly what happened because we gave her some advice on Friday, but what was it? No, it was great advice. Um, And Cassie threw in, I said um, that you could say, hey, with that leftover $400, you could donate it to a charity. Yeah, yeah. It was just sort of saying like, hitting him up and being like, this is what we know that it wasn't all spent. Here's what we as the office would like to do. And then everyone's on board. So either way, you're not getting that money back, but the money has to be donated and he's got to show the receipts. We're really hoping we see a $400 donation to Burt's Big Adventure today. Right. (laughs) Hey, Rebecca, good morning. Good morning. All right. Thanks for following up with us. So what happened over the weekend? So updates. So unfortunately, it's not coming to Burt's Big Adventure this morning. However, um, we did, um, you know, we talked about some of the suggestions you all made. Like I, I pitched them to the coworkers in a group chat and we decided we wanted the money to go to her since she makes so much less to them and she's just so wonderful. So in our meeting on Friday um, with the boss, we suggested that with the leftover money from the gift, we should send her away for a weekend trip with her husband because that's something that's feasible. At that point, the boss then said that there was no leftover money. So I said, I thought everyone gave $100 each and counting the people at the table, that should be $1,000. He said that they did and that the money was used to help pay for the holiday party, which was a shock to everyone. Yeah. Um, Because we've never, like, we've never been expected to pay for the party before. Yeah. Um, I don't think the party was good enough for it to be $400 extra that go towards it. 
Um, and we were just mostly upset because like, that's not what we agreed to. He never told us that. Mm -hmm. Um, and essentially, you know, there's nothing we can do about it at this point. We're not happy about it. So we're going to try to figure out if we could do something else. Mm. That is so wrong. I know. It's like a very strategic move on his part. Cause how do you, how do you even question that? You can't, I mean, at that point, but that's, it's really, that's super shady of him to collect money under the guise that all of it's going to go to an employee and then take from that pot to pay for Like no employee should have to pay for their holiday Christmas party. If you can't afford right. one, then you don't throw one. Right, right, right. But now you can go to HR. Because now the money collected went towards a company party and it was not supposed to. It was a misallocation of funds and it was a fraudulent use of the money. You can go to HR and say, we all gave money for X thing. It was spent on a company party. We would like reimbursement. I would do that because I would say that's not what we signed up for. And as a whole at the table, we would have said no holiday party Mm -hmm. if we had known we had to pay for it. We gave the money for this use. It was used on company stuff without our permission. We would like a reimbursement. Abby, what do you do in a case like this? For me, I mean, I think I would take your advice just because, I mean, I've been in the workforce like two days. So I would obviously go to somebody who's been in a situation like this before. And that's really all you can do is go to the people in power and say, we all thought that we were giving this money to to support our coworker that, you know, we wanted to give a special gift for. And it clearly went to like the pasta and breadsticks, which I'm sure were great, but not worth $400. <laughs> so I, I think you got to run to HR and don't let this guy get off scot-free. Is there fair. some fear here though? Rebecca, you're the one that approached the boss though, correct? Well, we all did at the meeting. Okay. So I brought up the, like, I thought that there would be, you know, extra money after he said there wasn't. My fear was that if you were the one that talked to him about it and then all of a sudden HR got involved, he would obviously pin it on you. Um, but if all you guys did, he doesn't even know who went to HR. Yeah, it was every. Depending on his track record, has he ever done, like, is he overall a good boss or is he one of the, like, has he pulled stunts like this before? like Mr. Jekyll and Dr. Hyde, you know, sometimes it's, or I might've gotten that wrong, but yeah. it's just like a two just sometimes like there can be moments where he's a really, really great boss, which is why we even trusted him with that money in the first place. But then we'll have issues with other things like overtime or stuff like that, where it's just like, I, I it's like, is it hard for you to do this part of the job or are you just shady? Like I commend what Cassie is saying. Um, and I'm not saying one way is right. One way is wrong. Um, and I'm not saying what I'm about to say is the right thing to do. But if I were you, I'd take the L Um, because HR is there to protect the company, not you. Nine out of ten. We've had so many HR people call up over the years on the show to say that. Um, I know how hard it is out there to find a good paying job. And I would just chalk this up as a life lesson. Um, Over the years of working in this in this industry, I've gotten screwed over and uh, there are times when I'm like, yeah, this is worth saying something about. And then the other times I'm like, I got to eat this. And mm-hmm. now I know how to do a future protocol, get stuff in writing, et cetera. So personally, as much as it sucks, I would take the L on this one Ugh. and then moving forward, have a have a different protocol. I think Kristen might be right. but I, It sucks to say it. I hate saying it. I, um, and, I, I, I'll tell you what, and just... Oh, it just burns me so badly is injustice. Mm -hmm. I know. And just Mm -hmm. allowing it to happen. Just, I I don't know how you could ever respect this person ever again. No, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be different moving forward, how you interact with them and how you work with them. But there are certain life lessons that you learn in business um, and working in an office. 
And sometimes it's sometimes it's severe enough where you like you got to pick and choose your battles, yeah, and that's yeah. what I've learned. And this is a battle that I would just I'd have to take the L on, unfortunately. But again, you also have Cassie's option of sticking it to the man, but I just don't know how much HR is going to stick it to him. It's the Bird Show. Get it, the Bird Show. This is a big deal. You guys have a chance to hang out with Ice Spice this week, and we're going to do it. So you might as well join us. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Q997Atlanta.com, you can go ahead and fill out the form for your chance to hang out with Ice Spice. And also, we're going to have holiday gifts valued up to $5,000. So, yeah, she's going to be here. She's going to be hanging out. She's going to be passing out gifts. And, um, yeah, you could be one of the lucky people to meet her and also score yourself a pretty nice little gift. I, I don't know that any of you guys are going to show up and be any more excited than Abby is. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I have so many questions for her that I'm going to try and reel myself in about. She's going to be like, this isn't a Q&A. Leave me alone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be in the corner, I Spice. You, you be over there and be perfect. All right, this is worth repeating here because she's one of the hottest artists in the country right now. Okay, so if you've ever wanted to meet I Spice, now is the time. It is. It's the Burt Show I Spice Christmas and you can get signed up at Q997Atlanta.com. All right, so Kristen had a pretty special weekend hanging out with the fancy people. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this list, but I will take it. Somehow I got dubbed a micro-influencer, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. So um, Life Brand, it was partnering with the Atlanta Falcons this past weekend, and they're in, um, an AI social media company, and they've created technology that scans all your social media and pulls any problematic tweets or <laughs> posts or things like that. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's new. Well, hold a- on. Let's, let's focus on this for a second <laughs> before we talk about your hoity-toity sideline passes. Yeah. Um, so... Anything that you might have said in the past that mm-hmm. has a curse word in it yep. or it knows controversial. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's called Life Brand. And um, they it is this, it's this special technology. And it says Life Brand, number one AI social media cleaning tool, quickly connect, scan, and delete old posts. Really? So that's, that's why impressive. they've, like, had to do a partnership with the NFL. So, like, professional athletes, you know, or college athletes, et cetera, um, celebrities. What it'll do is it'll go through and scan. They have different words that have been flagged, and it'll pop up, <laughs> and you can go through and decide if you want to keep it or you want to delete it. Damn, that's amazing. It sounds right <laughs> there. I love that. <laughs> a lot of people need it. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, they're huh. going to love this. That's who invited me to hang out at the Falcons game this past weekend. So I show up, and M from the Falcons is, like, our, our game day S and we had like field passes so we got to go down on the field before the game and got to see like you know players do stuff with the balls and then um, (laughs) it's always like when you see these players on TV it's one thing but when you are standing on the sidelines you're in a locker room and Uh you're next to them and they are life-size monsters. They are so big. Yeah. You don't even realize it until mm-hmm. you're next to them. They're, they're huge. Yeah. Um, and then we had these awesome um, seats. It was right behind one of the end zones, and it was, like, on the floor. So you had, like, this incredible vantage point that I've never had before watching an NFL game. And you see how hard they hit. And mm-hmm. you see, like, how precise those passes are, like, cutting right through. And um, we get to the the suite, the life brand suite, 
and there is this monster of a man that I'm trying to squeeze past to get a like a video of the field to say like, hey, pretty good view we got here, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh my bad, my bad, blah blah blah. Yeah, no, it's Bill Goldberg who used to play for the oh, Falcons. Get out of here! And he's also a WWE superstar. He's a legend. Oh, Goldberg! The Bill threw me off because yeah. I always knew him as Goldberg. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went up to him and I said, Mr. Goldberg, can I get a picture with you, please? <laughs> so of course my husband was like this huge WWE fan when he was a kid. And so, yeah, Goldberg is there. And then he disappears from the suite. And then we're looking up and we're seeing him walk through the corridors of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And then we see him walk out and we're like, oh, that's the dude that was just in our. And this is when he comes out and he literally spears a Tom Brady fan. Like, that's his move. On the field. Yeah, the spear. Uh-huh. And so he comes back, and I i mean, I'm like four beers in now, and I'm like, I'm trying to get up the, like, liquid courage to ask this man for a picture, because, I mean, full disclosure, I did not know who he was mm. until he went out and did a spear thing, and so um, <laughs> I went up to him, and I was like, you know, Mr. Goldberg, can I please get a picture with you? That was a lovely spear you did. <laughs> Great spear. <laughs> and so he takes a picture with me, and of course, my husband, he's kind of geeking out, because he's like, any little boy in the 80s and 90s, like WWE was yeah, like the big S. Deal, yeah. for sure. So he comes in to get a picture, and my husband cracks a joke that actually makes Mr. Goldberg chuckle. And I was so proud. Well, he, hold, he, hold on. There are two things here. Yes. Bart cracked a joke. He did. <laughs> and somebody laughed. He did. Those are the two things. Those are the two things. <laughs> he got some funny in him. He just talked to Yeah, I know. Dash. And so I'm sitting here like, you know, he might be mad at me for saying this, but no, he comes up and he's about to take a picture and he's like, yeah, um, Goldberg, I'd ask you to spear my wife, but that doesn't sound right. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Well played. Well played. And he so thanks again to Life Brand. We had an awesome time, um, especially those f- uh, free beers, which kind of eased the pain <laughs> of the fact that the Falcons lost with 30 oh, seconds left on the clock. I know, though. man. Disappointing. Oh, man. It was so <laughs> close. We really thought in like 30 seconds left, and then, yeah, the Bucks did what they did, and that was the end. Dang it. That sucks. Well, good. It sounds like it was a great time. It was. We had fun. All right. Do we have time for Taylor Swift Jeopardy, or do we not have enough time now? I seriously don't think we do. Because I have something I can do here. Okay, go ahead. Um, Cassie, I didn't know if I was going to do this publicly or not, but I am. Oh, oh. great. Uh-oh. I owe you an apology. Oh, oh I, I like where this is going. <laughs> I do. I really do. Um, I, the, the older I get to realize that I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all. And during coronavirus, um, back in 2020, Hazel was how old at the time? Um, she was three months old when we all went into quarantine or whatever. So Cassie was really, and her husband made the decision to protect their family. They were really going to go in isolation, right? And I remember sitting here on the show really being concerned that because of this isolation, I'm wondering if Cassie's kids socially, because those are very formative years right there, Mm -hmm. socially, if their kids are going to be able to adapt once this whole thing is over. I never said anything, but I certainly had a judgmental guy in my head that was wondering if you were doing the right thing, even though I knew that you were doing the right thing for your own family, right? And I want to apologize to you. Um, We had a holiday party this weekend, and I've never seen a kid as social as Hazel. (laughs) I mean, you talk about a kid that can just go up to anybody, give hugs, Mm -hmm. say hi, have a conversation, animated, and the cutest little voice ever. (laughs) She is just, what a special kid you have, and what an amazingly adjusted social kid you have. And I was, my inner douchebag was so wrong. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We lucked out. I mean, during the pandemic, when we were self-isolating, we made sure to do what we could, which was mainly FaceTime videos, but it's still exposing her to other people. And then we got her into school, like, as fast as we felt comfortable so that she could, but she had play dates as well. So I really, I think her friends helped her a ton, but we lucked out. And I think because she was so young, because she really was a baby. And so I think it's like, I feel bad for the parents who had like four or five year olds, like Mm -hmm. five to eight. I think we would have been having a much different conversation for sure. Like some of the staff wanted to come up and hang out about the show or, you know, talk. And I'm like, I'd really rather be hanging out with Hazel. Oh my God. My favorite is when we started an impromptu dance party and Hazel was just busting a move. And everybody's like, Hazel. Oh yeah. Oh, she loves And she wasn't shy at all. So I am really, really, so I felt bad actually at the holiday party going like this woman knows what's best for her family and you should never judge anybody. They know their family better than anybody else. Well, thank you. Everyone's different and I appreciate that. It's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show.